You are now listening to the Skin Talk Podcast with Lo and Faith. Two solo estheticians come together for a fun and knowledgeable sit down about skincare and business, all while juggling the life of motherhood and entrepreneurship. Join us every Monday and get ready to learn a little and laugh a lot. All right, great guys, we're back again and we're super excited to get started with our second installment of our aesthetic series. And now we're at the point where we talk about what happens now that we're in school. So Faith and I brought on our alumni from Aveda and our friends and fellow esthetician, Deja. And we're super excited to have you here. Um, so Deja, and also, sorry, she's an instructor. So Deja, tell us a little bit about yourself and about being an instructor. <laughs> And um, yeah. No worries. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Um, it's so great to get together and chat with you guys because we, first of all, just don't do that enough. <laughs> no, seriously. But, um, like, wow. <laughs> but I'm so happy to be here and join you on your podcast today. Um, but yeah, so a little bit of background about myself. So um, as you know, we are uh, the Aveda alumni. Shout out to us. Um, and I currently have my own salon suite. Um, and I'm also, as of late, I've also um, joined the Aveda community. And I am now an educator there. Um, so I work there um, Monday through Thursday. And then I'm at my suite on the weekends. Um, and I am considered full-time. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, what I do, who I am right now. Awesome. That's amazing. Like I, when I found, when Tink told us, cause we actually have had another guest on for this show. So this is going to be our first episode with a guest, but we've already recorded with Tink and obviously, you know, Tink and we love Tink and <laughs> we were just talking and then she said you were an instructor and I was like, what in the world? Like, that's so crazy. And <laughs> I know that we've even talked in the group chat in the past, like not just me and you, but like as a whole group, like opening a school, like as a, like as a joke, almost not like as a joke, but just like, you know, we could open our own school or, you know, just right, really just spitballing right. things. No, we talked around. about that in the past. Yeah. And, um, so now to know you're an instructor, that's pretty cool and awesome. And this is the perfect time to have you on the podcast. So we're excited for you. I was saying how this is, you know, a perfect guest for this episode because not only does she have the experience that we had at Aveda as students, but now she has the backhand knowledge of being an educator and kind of some of the behind the scenes things that you may need to know that we didn't even catch as students, but you have the knowledge as an educator to what students may benefit even more from knowing before they start. And just a fresh up-to-date thought too, because sometimes I don't even remember half the things I learned. <laughs> like not changes, even learned in yeah. school, but half the things I went through, it's a blur. It's been like four and a half years, like. I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, y'all, four and a half years. Time is really moving. Like, wow. <laughs> right. Like, what in the world? It's yeah, crazy. So, um, so, yeah, Faith, um, definitely. Like, now being back at Aveda, I definitely see it from a different perspective, a different lens. Um, some things that I didn't even know went on in the back, you know, the back side of things. Now I'm com like a part of the team and, you know, um, facilitating these things. So it's really interesting. Um, I think that one of my biggest fears and going into it and accepting the job opportunity was really just how am I going to teach, you know, um, 20 students who are also like adult learners. Um, and I shared with you guys before, um, but I'll like share again on the cast. 
basically, um, it was kind of like fear in my heart and kind of giving me slight anxiety because like I've, I've worked with students before, you know, I've worked with kids before, um, like as a TA, I did that, um, you know, I counseled and interned after graduating college prior to my SD career. And it's like, okay, you're working with, you know, first graders, kindergartners, you know, ages like three through seven. And it's just like, okay, like, don't do that. And, you know, they talk back and it's just like, well, because I said so, and because you want to keep them safe. But when you are working with adult learners, that's a totally different ball game because like you can tell them to do something or advise them to do something and they will have backlash um, and be like, well, you know, why can't I do this? Why can't I have my phone out? I paid this amount of money, you know, who are you to tell me what to do? Et cetera, et cetera. So really just learning how to navigate um, those uncomfortable conversations sometimes and just kind of like putting your foot down as an educator, but really meeting them right where they are um, rather than like, I'm superior to you, but like, hey, I'm your educator, I'm your instructor. Like, how can I help you? You know, I understand that we all go through a ton of things in life. You know, you never know. You might have a student who, you know, just God forbid, like, you know, they, they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed, or they're just going through some personal things in their life. Um, and they might come on it come in the classroom and project that energy on me. So rather me taking it personal, I can like, you know, pull them aside and say like, hey, like, you know, what's going on? And what can I do to help you? How can we help push through this day? Um, so really, like even something as simple as that, just working with adult learners and learning, um, learning how to teach different learning styles, like that's a huge thing as well. Um, because when I was a student, I never thought like, okay, everybody in my class has a different way of learning. Like for me, I was like, okay, I'm hands-on, I'm visual, you know, that's how I best retain information. Whereas some people, they don't need to be hands-on, you know, they're more so like they're, they, they can hear it and they just know it, you know, they have um visual learners you know what I mean you can just see something and you just know it you have people who work better in groups or you know individual settings and that's how you know they they are are better at retaining information so really just trying to find my way um you know as an instructor and not as a student um anymore but it's also great because I have shared that same experience with them that I feel like I'm able to relate to them a little bit more and I'm super transparent like hey I was once in the seats that you guys are currently sitting in you know I, I know that these are long hours I know that this can be overwhelming and overstimulating for the mind um, but you know let's take a breather let's take a 15 and then come back and regroup so it's definitely been um, such a great experience and I'm so glad that um, I'm able to now um, not only have just like entrepreneur under my belt, but also um, an SDology instructor under my belt. It's a lot better to be personal with adult students rather than to like, you know, be that boss, quote unquote, or like too authoritarian right, right. and like kind of not have students be able to want to approach you or want help from you. Like that's kind of really important when it comes to adult students and being an educator that's either close to somebody's age, somebody's age, or even younger than them. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's a big part definitely. to not, not overstep those boundaries or have just personal relationships so that they feel comfortable with you. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yep. 100%. So I like how you put like, it's like a certain responsibility that like you sign up for as a student 
So you have to make sure that you're like in the right place mentally, in the right piece emotionally, just like ready to start school, especially with the full-time program, like a VEDA's program, so that you can just be able to fully focus, you can pass your tests. And there's really a lot that goes into a VEDA, like attendance and even like being on time, you can't even be five, 10 minutes late to come yeah, to class. A quarter of Do you want to maybe talk about that a little bit, um, Deja, and just the responsibilities um, of becoming a student? Yeah, so um, definitely. Like, um, as far as like Aveda, it is an accelerated program, right? So we are taking full-time students only. Part-time um, is currently not an option on Aveda. But within any accelerated program, like you wanna make sure that you're very diligent um, and that this is also a commitment that you're signing up for. So, you know, prior to coming to school and enrolling, when you sign up to take that tour, you know, through admissions and you come and see what the program consists of, like take a strong, like, you know, don't make a decision on impulse, but really just sit back and be like, okay, like, is this the right time? You know, what other things do I have going on? Will I be able to commit to this? Because it is a huge responsibility. Um, as, you know, students, it's your responsibility to show up and be prepared for the day. Show up on time. You know, you want to make sure you're in dress code and following the rules and the guidelines that, you know, Aveda requires you to do so. It's really essentially like a job, you know, and that's what we're doing. We're preparing you for the beauty industry as if it was a job so treat school as such you know so just as I have a responsibility to wake up you know make sure I'm at work punched in on time I have you know um, my lesson plan all set up and prepared for these students and activities um, you know I, I expect the same thing in return for my students so um, I put that responsibility on them not to scare them or put fear in them but really just to remind them like hey I'm doing my best to set you up for success you know so move as such so just as you stated low like you know we do have very strict policies and it's not to be mean but it's really just to enforce um professionalism in our students so we do have infractions and infractions are basically a disciplinary form that you know kind of holds the student accountable so if you are tardy you know if you have so many absences um, you know, if you're coming to school, you know, out of dress code, I can, I can definitely send you home for that. You know, I am, I'm here to prepare you for the real world, um, not only for state board, because that's super important too, but like when you get out there in the industry, like you don't want to, you know, you don't want to half do things, you know what I'm saying? You want to show up, you want to show out and you want to be your best at what you do, you know? And so kind of tying back to after you take that tour and you come and you're like, okay, I love what this school has to offer me, you know, really sit down and analyze and weigh your pros and cons um, because you are not just committing to school, but you are committing to your career. You're committing to yourself. Um, I feel like so, it weeds yeah. out the people that aren't supposed to be in the industry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like if you're not for ready sure. to do the simple, basic, be on time, follow directions, and focus on your passion and career, this is no longer an elective course, something you have to do. Mm -hmm. Like you chose to do this, you're wanting to do this, so you need to show that you actually are passionate about it because this is a big industry for self-employment. Um, mm -hmm. and that comes with you needing to stand out and you needing to 
show that you know what you're doing and you uh, are professional and you have your stuff together and your ducks in a row. And if you don't have that from the jump, then I don't feel like you're going to be made for that in the long run. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I agree. Um, and unfortunately, you know, with programs such as the beta and I'm sure other accelerated programs and part-time programs too, um, you know, just how we hold you accountable. Like if we notice you're not bringing your best foot forward, you know, um, we, we can physically see that, you know, we, we can tell the students who are coming and eager and ready to learn, who are taking their notes, who are passing their tests and their quizzes, you know, who are paying attention when I'm up there lecturing, you know, doing the unit theories, like who are participating and engaging, like you can easily see the ones who will be successful and the ones who just aren't ready, you know, they, they just aren't ready, not to say that they won't be successful. I, I hope that everybody is successful. You know, there's too many there's too much money out here for everybody to not be successful you know that's how I look at it as but like there is um you know there you are able to read you know read and feel the energy of the room and you do have your students who show up and it's like they just don't care and it's kind of like you know why are you here because this also is an investment not financially but like mentally physically like you know so you want to definitely make sure that what you're signing up for, this is something you can commit to. And, you know, as an instructor, I'm going to do my part to make sure that I hold you accountable for that. Just something that you see now as an educator that mm -hmm. you wish you would have taken advantage of or done better or paid more attention to now that you're an educator and you see the benefit of it as an educator. Um. Yeah, I think for me, what I would say is as an educator, I mentioned this earlier, but learning the different learning styles of every student, you know, um, I think that we had such an amazing class and, you know, we definitely were able to build a sisterhood and I love that so much. But um, what I am seeing now with these students, like, you do have to make sure you're hitting every different learner type and you don't want your student to feel like, okay, they're not doing so hot, you know, they're always the one who, you know, takes the longest on the test, or they're the one who asks the most questions. So um, I feel like when we were in school, there wasn't really anything like specific for different learning types. It was very general and to whereas now um, after shadowing and, you know, taking different classes and courses, um, to help me as an, a better educator, I'm now finding different ways um, and different techniques that I can reach every student in the classroom without um, someone feeling left behind. Well, is there anything that like you would say to a student, hey, this is something that you need to be vigilant about that I probably wasn't as a student and I wish that I was? Um, Whether that's just like taking it more serious, tardiness, just anything yeah, that you took for granted as a student. Yeah, um, I guess I would, I would, you know what, I, I think what I would say is taking more advantage of my downtime. When we were in the clinic floor, oftentimes, you know, not everybody had a guest. 
And so we should have been utilizing that time, you know, to study and to do more hands-on workshop, you know, with our peers. So I think really encouraging them to you, you know, use that downtime and really get some hands-on, you know, I feel like we didn't get a lot of waxing, you know, and that's something that I actually love to do now. That's one of my top services that I offer. So grabbing one of your peers and saying, hey, like I'm kind of struggling with this. Do you mind if, you know, we partner up and I can work on, you know, some techniques. I can work on, you know, applying my wax. You know, I can work on, you know, educating myself a little bit more on what's in these products. So I would say utilizing my downtime. I think, yeah, as a student, I would encourage people to, um, venture more into waxing because I feel like we didn't we got the bare minimum of an education on waxing and we did have so much free time and like available waxing in each other to wax to practice on and we didn't take advantage of that and that's a big money maker in the market whether you're going to go into that mm-hmm. full-time you just want to be a speed waxer make good money um, at a franchise or whatever it may be that's a good skill to learn that once you've mastered that skill it's it's not as hard to master waxing as it is like really complicated skincare um services so that's a really good thing to like if you if that's something you're interested in you know advocate to learn about it in school especially in those like floor days where you're down not doing anything don't have clients like ask for somebody to teach you ask to practice more that's a really good thing that you can do on your own yeah definitely definitely did we already talk about kind of like the lesson plans that are going to go into the course especially that first um half that's up in the classroom like what are the things that people need to expect that they're going to be learning up in the classroom right yeah yeah um, and I guess the difference too like between like when you're learning in the classroom and then when you're going to the floor and when does that transition happen you know just like what does that look like the aspect yeah yeah those are um those are great questions so um what to prepare for in intro um intro it's going to be your book work okay so um, that's all of the knowledge that you are going to receive and learn based on unit theories um, and lecture. So you're going to learn about um, life skills, and that pretty much just talks about like the health, um, having a healthy mind and body. You know, you're going to learn about ergonomics, which is like body movements, positions, and tools used, and how um, it can affect or you know um, the comfort of you um, while you're working. Um, you're just going to learn basic communication skills. Um, and really, I love like with life skill, it also talks about resilience in the industry. So overcoming obstacles, right? Because I think oftentimes, especially in this day and age, um, in our society, we see so many things trending on TikTok, on Instagram. It's like, oh, I want to go to school just so I could do that. And it's like, okay, like you're not going to learn this, you know, just in a matter of two months, like you need practice you know what I'm saying you're not going to graduate and have you know a full book like every weekend like that's just unrealistic you know and so again like as an educator I'm here to give them the reality of things so just really teaching them like hey be resilient in this industry like you have to be very flexible and be very persistent um you know in your posts in your social media you know hashtags um you know with networking with passing out those business cards you know so overcoming obstacles and letting them know like it's not going to be easy but if you keep at it then you will be successful 
Um, you're also going to learn about hair removal, um, aka waxing, you know, um, like Faith just mentioned, that is a booming, booming service in the industry. Um, and it's very, very lucrative. Um, you're going to learn about facial treatments and body treatments. So such as skin analysis, how can you identify a client's skin type? Do they have oily skin? Do they have acne skin? Do they have dry skin? And if so, what products are we going to use to combat these skin concerns, right? Um, you're going to learn how to use different devices. So like, you know, high frequency, um, something such as a steamer, you know what I mean? Do we use distilled water or, you know, purified water, you know, and that's distilled water. So you're going to, you're going to learn all of these things. Um, you're going to learn makeup theory. You're going to learn like the science piece of things. And honestly, going into aesthetics, I didn't even think about how much science and anatomy is tied to it. So that was like, like mind-blowing to me even as a student I was like oh my gosh like I feel like I am in bio all over again like in grade school but um you do need to know these things because you need to know about infection control you need to you need to know about the principles of electricity and how it's used in aesthetics you know um you need to know about matter ph and what ingredients are and what to combat what um as far as like the anatomy portion you're going to learn about um the skeletal 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 system uh, um you're gonna learn about like lymphatic drainage um you're gonna learn about like the, the cells the dermis like subcutaneous glands like all of that good stuff um so you're gonna learn about hair theory like there's so many things that are tied into um aesthetics that you wouldn't necessarily think um but those are pretty much the basis of like what you're what you're going to learn um in um expected to um get educated on throughout your intro so that's going to be like your first 10 weeks and again this is innovative program so um and this is school time accelerated so they come to school three days a week and they, it is 10 hour days so um their their total number of weeks that they're going to be in school is 20 right and then um it's split up intro is going to be 10 weeks and then the remainder of um your program is going to be another two weeks down in the clinic floor. So when you get to the clinic floor, everything that you've learned um, in the intro, intro, now you're applying that, but with hands-on. So you're going to be doing facials. You're going to be doing skin analysis. You're going to be going, you know, to dispense and pulling products that are best fitted for your clients that you're actually going to be working on. You're going to be using soft wax. You're going to be using hard wax. You know, um, they also um, have like microdermabrasion um, devices in the spa clinic floor now. You know, we have high frequency. So all of the things that you learn in intro is is like the book piece about it. And then you're going to tie all of that and implement it into using like it on hand, hands on. Um, and so you will have opportunities to do workshop and workshop is pretty much when you work with a, another peer of yours in your downtime. And then you also are going to start taking real clients, you know, so putting those life skills and that professionalism, you know, into play, um, how you learned how to communicate, you know, and educate your clients, you know, and talk to them about retail and how to sell them products and not just selling them just to, you know, um, hit your daily goals, but selling them products that, you know, okay, 
we're going to we're we're going to come out with a skin plan for you, right? This is going to be our regimen. So this is what you need to start using on your face. Get rid of all those products that you're using at home because they are just not beneficial for what it is that your skin concerns are. So when you walk them out to the retail wall, educate them on why you're giving them a hydrating treatment lotion. Educate them on why you're you're recommending a bright serum, okay? Because you have this coloration or you have this um you have hyperpigmentation here and there. So all of the things that you learn in intro, it all comes full circle once you get down to the clinic floor. Yeah, I feel like people don't realize how much goes into school, even though it sounds like, oh, six months, they barely have any education, blah, blah, blah. Like there's so much that goes into schooling and that you need for the industry that people kind of overlook and they're like, oh, I can just do this myself. I don't need to go to school. Like there's so much... um, intricate things that you learn that are so important and so vital and legally and ethically and all the above that people need to um, be prepared for even in a short amount of time in school yeah well I really like um hearing it from like your perspective of being like in there right then because it really makes me just reflect back on school in a good way of just looking back on the things that I could have done better or the things that I could have done differently Um, and I feel like how you mentioned, I don't, I think it was like right in the beginning and you were saying like, you're there for students to like check in on them and say like, oh yeah, I can notice your mental health is like lacking a little bit, et cetera. Like, what do you think are some key factors in your life and school balance and like the way that you keep that, you know, on track? Balance. So for balance, I would definitely, um, encourage like students to find things outside of school that makes them feel good you know what makes you happy um when you're not in school what makes you I mean not even just in school what makes you happy in life you know some for some people that could be exercising you know um I encourage people um even myself I need to do better about this but unplugging once a week and by unplugging I mean just detaching myself from the outside world so I'm gonna have my phone on do not disturb all day you know what I mean like I might just you know just relax I might do some yoga that day and really not have to deal with social media giving myself a break from that um also too I encourage my students to um do um explore mindfulness practices so that's also something I do incorporate um in my in my classroom so every morning um just to get the day started, I always have a wellness with them. And um, how I've been navigating that is I'll give them the option to do different things. I've gotten feedback. I've passed around like a sticky note and said, hey, guys, like, I want to know like what you're interested in doing, you know, so share with me some mindfulness um, or some wellness activities that you would want us to see, um, you know, that you would want us to see and do, you know, just to get our day started. And that also um, allows me to just kind of check in with them and see like what it is that they're lacking, you know, what it is that they need that I can help assist or provide them with. So um, just doing some like mindful, mindfulness practices, like I stated, um, making sure like your wellness is intact, also like nutrition, making sure like you're consuming enough water, you know, um, eating healthier, um, just stepping outside when the sun is out, you know, and going for a walk. So just staying balanced. Um, don't I think those are great ways that you can um, try to remain balanced. And also those are personal ways that I tend to stay balanced. And so um, I'm not going to advise anybody to do something that I haven't done. Um, and it has worked for me. And so, um, yeah, that's what I have on just 
as a student, like how can you maintain balance in your life? It's easy to get burnt out with full-time school too. It's so easy to like overdo yourself, overstress yourself physically, emotionally. It gets stressful, especially if you and don't have like fast pace. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. have like educators mm-hmm. or, you know, other students that are um, your peers that are, you know, positive energy around you, it makes it even harder because a lot of people deal with classes that just don't get along, teachers they don't like, nobody like that's a support system to them. And it can easily mm-hmm. happen where you get in an aesthetic school and you have no support within your um surrounding class i'm definitely glad and thankful that we had like a overall good class i feel like in general we had a good class oh oh my goodness guys i literally like share um i share with every student that i've had the opportunity of educating just as a class like um they're like you know my favorite how was it when you were here and i'm like well one it was very different and for two, like my class, like I feel like I've stated this um, um multitude of times on the podcast already, but like I really felt like we created such a bond to where it wasn't just like we're classmates, like we we are sisters. Like, you know, we call yeah. each other like sisters, you know. We really so, felt like that. We all still yeah. communicate at some yeah. to some extent. Like Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um even just a check-in, like I, I love I love it. I love the communication. We still have our group chat, you know, um, and we still support one another, you know, like, I, I think it's just beautiful. I really think it's beautiful. And although not every class is going to be like that, you know, like you said, Faith, like there is going to be some conflict, there is going to be some, you know, um, sometimes unfortunately competition when it's like you guys are all here for the same thing, you're all here to learn, you know, um, you still have to try to find healthy ways just to connect with your students and kind of bring them back and say like, hey, well, you know, what about this or what about that? And, you know, I just try to constantly like keep them engaged with one another. Um, and, you know, thank God, like I've been super blessed because I haven't had any any crazy phases yet, um, knock on wood. But um, I do, I always Thanks. share my experience with y'all. I, I always share my experience with y'all and how it was so amazing. And I couldn't have asked for a better um, aesthetic like you know school journey yeah. um, because the group of women I were I was with were absolutely phenomenal yeah and it's so important to also have that group after school because there's so much that I've gotten from everybody that we went to school with like whether that's just help in the industry like advice um, problem solving anything like that like having other estheticians on your side and like to be able to talk to and just go to for help or information is so key and so valuable so make make some lifelong friends mm-hmm. encourage it for sure yeah so we are getting to the end we don't have much time left and we lost our other host I don't know what happened um oh, but no, no. she got dropped out <laughs> I don't know what happened but we can go ahead and end it here so we don't lose too much of it with her um, but Yay. this was a great episode. It really helped, like, dive into what people can expect. It really helped to have you on here, like, you were the perfect guest for this because you could literally break down what they're going to be doing in school that, like, honestly, me and Lo probably can't remember because it's been so long. So that <laughs> yeah, was really nice. Yeah. 
um to like take awesome. a personal Thank experience you. versus an educator's experience so this mm-hmm. was really amazing and hopefully beneficial to somebody that's looking into aesthetic school and we will be continuing this series for another two episodes um i think that we're talking next episode about state board and then one more about like what to expect next so maybe we'll have you back on here for another one of those as well just to like get um some more knowledge on certain things that you have are refreshed on right now as an educator or going through that process or even Mm -hmm. um having you on here talking about the becoming an educator process like that's a whole topic in its own so if somebody's interested in that we can have that available for sure. I would love to. Thank you guys both for having me. You and Lo are so amazing. And yeah, I look forward to collabing and doing some more podcasts with you. Yes. <laughs> so this was a great episode and we'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye guys. See you later, Faith. Tell Lo I said bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Skin Talk Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Skin Talk Podcast.